Well, hello. Here we are with the third episode of our special Quick Bites series. I'm so glad you're tuning in today. I'm Cynthia Samanian, your host and creator of Cooking Class Business School. In my signature program, I help culinary pros create and market profitable online cooking classes so that they can experience more fulfillment, flexibility, and freedom in their life. If you're just joining the series, then be sure to go back and listen to the last two episodes after, of course, you listen to today's show. Just to recap, these episodes are straight from last week's video series called Quick Bites. In case you hadn't seen these videos before, I figured why not make sure all of you are able to get the same info. So this week you have four, that's right, four back-to-back episodes. Today's episode covers one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about. Why? Because it addresses a problem we all face. No matter how big or how small your business is, I'm willing to bet that you want to grow your audience. Am I right? Well, today I'm sharing my number one tip to do just that. Let's dive right in. Now, I wanted to create this video because I get asked so often how you can grow your audience. And it's particularly challenging if you're just starting out, right? So if you're new to Instagram or perhaps you've been inconsistent with it and you know that you need to be posting more, it can be a bit discouraging when you, you know, think you have the perfect photo, you spend a long time crafting a caption, then you have to come up with the hashtags to use. You post it and you hope that that helps grow your following. And then you've got to do it the next day, the day after that, and the day after that. The key is consistency, right? So today I'm going to help you think about ways that you can grow your audience without burning yourself out. Who wants that, right? I think we all do. You know, wherever you are in your social media game, there's always room to improve. And what I'm going to share today is one of my tips to help you really increase your following without you having to do a ton of extra work. Because let's face it, it is important for you to create content. I'm a firm believer in that. Content helps build that know, like, and trust factor with your audience, right? They're going to learn who you are. They're going to learn if they like you and what you have to offer. And they're going to trust you enough to buy your services. So I talk about know, like, trust a lot in my program. But just know that content is really important in building the relationship with your audience. So we all know we need to create content because without content, your audience doesn't really know who you are and they'll soon kind of disappear. And we need that audience to funnel into students, right? You can't get new paying students without them coming from somewhere. And that is truly your audience. So that's why audience matters. But Like I said, it's a lot of work. It's a total grind. I can't tell you how many times people come to me and say, I hate social media. I hate posting on it. I don't know what to post. I don't mind scrolling and looking at other people's content, but I don't have anything interesting to share. So today I'm going to help you think about things a bit differently. Rather than putting all of the focus and all of the attention on you creating content, I want to challenge you to do this one thing, and that is to team up. I want you to consider partnering with other culinary pros, small businesses, small brands, and leverage their audience to help grow your own through content collaborations and other partnerships. 
So you don't have to do it all alone. And I think that's a common misconception. We feel like we have to grow our audience to a certain number. And then after that point, we can reach out to others. But the truth is, it's best to start reaching out while you're still small. Why? Because you get to practice and you get to practice in a very low risk environment. So you don't need 10,000 followers before you can work with a brand or work with a fellow culinary pro. There are things that matter instead, and I'm going to talk about those. In fact, there are three questions I want you to ask yourself before deciding if a partnership strategy is right for you, at least right now. But it doesn't come down to numbers. I'm not telling you that you have to wait until you have a certain number of followers, because like I said, that's just frankly not the case. In fact, I had two students who were in my recent cohort of cooking class business school, and they teamed up. And to kind of make it clear, they have very similar audiences and very similar overlapping niches. And so they went on each other's Instagram accounts and did a live demo. And it was a great way for them to get in front of each other's audiences, share a little bit about who they are and what their approach is. And depending on how it went, they were able to then leverage that audience, attract followers and go from there. So you really want to think about how you can work with people beyond just reaching out to brands. You could find culinary pros, like I said, others, you know, wherever you're watching this video, there might be people just like you who have an audience that would be great for you to tap into. You don't have to be a huge influencer to make this work. And like I said, especially when you start small, it's great to test these things out because then by the time your account grows, you can then approach brands and other businesses and culinary pros with confidence because you know what you're doing. It's best to kind of try out these partnerships and collaborations on a smaller scale when you're just starting out. So let me talk about the three things I want you to think about before pursuing a partnership, because there are some things that you need to do as a business owner to understand if you're ready. So get a pen and paper out. I want you to write down these three questions. So the first is understanding your metrics. So I want you to know what your social metrics are each week. So if I asked you right now, how many followers do you have? Maybe you could tell me the answer, but I want to know what percent did it grow over last week? You might know the answer. You might not. And the reason I want to know this information or I want you to know this information is because you can't improve what you don't measure. That's one of my favorite business quotes. I believe it's from Peter Drucker. And it's so true. We always say we want to grow sales. We want to increase our audience. We want to you know, do all of these things to improve our business. But do you know where you are right now? Do you know where you've been? Right. So if you want to grow your audience, I want to know by how much, by what percentage and how is it growing already? So you need to have those metrics in place. And we're not talking 20 metrics here. You just need to know your number of followers. And you can say you're going to go say Monday to Sunday, right? Take a week long period and compare it to the prior week. You could do follower count. That's a great place to start. You can also do engagement, which is a metric that you have to calculate on your own. And there's some different tools you can use to do that. But let's just talk about follower count and keep it simple. So if your goal is to grow your audience, your goal is to grow followers, then you need to know what your growth rate is currently, right? How are you tracking without doing any partnerships? Now, the second thing I want you to ask yourself is, do you know who your ideal student is? Now, this ideal student is your ideal student for your online cooking classes. Who is that person? What do they look like? I'm not talking physically, but who are they? What motivates them? What do they believe in? 
Who do they follow? Who do they respect? Where do they shop? How do they spend their weekends? These are things that you need to know intimately about your ideal student because if you don't know who your ideal student is, then you may not actually know who to partner with because you want to partner with others who are also talking to your ideal student, right? So you've got to know who your ideal student is. And this takes some time. It takes some soul searching. And I don't want you to skip this because you could reach out to a bunch of brands, fellow culinary pros, but if their audience is not who you ultimately want to serve, you're wasting your time, plain and simple. You know, I give it to you straight on here, right? You're wasting your time. So I'd rather you not do a partnership than do a partnership with a brand who reached out to you on Instagram, who has a completely different audience, completely different set of values than you do. Okay. And your ideal student, by the way, is tied to your values and your beliefs as a business owner. So it's all kind of wrapped in there. Okay. So that's the second thing. Do you know who your ideal student is? Now, the third and final question I want you to ask yourself before moving into exploring partnerships is this. Are you currently creating content that serves your ideal student? It's a yes or no question. So I want you to look back at your content. And I talk about Instagram a lot right now. That's where I think most of you are, but it could be any platform that you're using, whether it's Facebook or maybe you're using... I don't know. I don't think we have many TikTok users on here, but whatever it is you're using, it all applies. Look back at your most recent content that you shared and ask yourself, does this serve my ideal student? So you have to go back to question two and think about who is your ideal student. Then look at your content and ask yourself if you are creating content that serves them, meaning does it address their pain points? Does it help them do what they are hoping to do? You know what that content looks like, right? If you look at that content, you will be able to say like, yes, this inspires them. This educates them. But if it's totally unaligned, for instance, I'm going to give you like a very dramatic example. If your ideal student wants to learn how to transform their diet into more of a plant-based vegan lifestyle, was your last post aligned with that? Were you talking about that? Were you talking about the challenges of getting started or easy ways to transition? Or were you talking about something completely different? Now, you could also use your own personal experience, right? And talk about your story transitioning into a vegan lifestyle. It doesn't have to be focused just on them, but your content has to serve them in some way. Now, if you can say yes to all of those three questions, you know your metrics, specifically your follower growth week over week you know who your ideal student is, and you have been creating content that serves your ideal student's needs, then you are perfectly ready to start pursuing a partnership. Like I said, that partnership could be something on a smaller scale, like working with a fellow culinary pro. It could be working with a small business, maybe a local business who has products that you use, or it could be working with a smaller brand. I'm saying small and local here because I know most of you are starting out. There will be a time and place to work with the big brands. And as your following grows, I think you will definitely get there. But I'll just be real. A lot of these larger brands care about not only your follower size, your audience size, but your niche and making sure you have an engaged following. And that takes time. So some of you might be there, but I'm really speaking to people who are just getting started and are really looking to see that function growth in your audience. Because I get it. It is a grind. And to post every single day or multiple times per week, posting your original content that you spend so much time working on, and to see your follower growth not move a whole lot, 
It's really discouraging. But I personally have seen the most growth when I team up with other partners. And you don't have to wait until you have 10,000 followers to do that. You really don't. Now, the partners who you decide to pursue will probably have to be on a smaller scale as you begin, right? So if you have 500 followers, okay, great. I wouldn't pursue a partner who has 100,000 followers. You want to find someone who has more than you, but you know is still interested in having you share your expertise on their account. And then there's different ways to do partnerships, right? You can do giveaways, you can do an Instagram takeover, you can go live on each other's accounts. There are a lot of creative ways to do it. But before you even go down that path, you have to know the three things I talked about. You have to know your metrics, you have to know who your ideal student is, and you have to confirm that you have been creating content for them. Now, one more thing to add to the last point, you may be wondering, well, why does it matter if you've created content for your ideal student in the past? We're talking about going forward and growing, right? Well, if you approach a partner and you say like, my focus is on this specific ideal student, this is my niche, and then they look at your account and see that you have nothing that aligns with that, there may be some questions. So your Instagram feed represents your brand. It all has to be aligned. It all has to be cohesive. So it'll be a little concerning to potential partners when they look at your account and they see, well, wait a minute, you're not posting any of the stuff that you had told me you're focusing on. So there may be some hesitation in them working with you. So just keep that in mind. And if you don't have an account that reflects your ideal student and what you're really focusing on in your teaching, then take the time to create content, build it up, and then you can get to a place where you can reach out to partners. Okay. I hope this video was helpful for you. I really want these to be valuable because I know where you're at. I know that many of you are just starting out. You're dusting off that Instagram account and you're working hard at it. You're posting, you're creating content. And I know what it feels like to be in that zone where you're creating this content, you put it out there and you just don't see the numbers move. There are ways to do it by piggybacking, leveraging the audiences of partners. It's a win-win all around. And it's something I highly recommend doing no matter what size you're at. Whether you have 100,000 followers or 100 followers, partnerships are important in growing your business. And so please take the three questions I asked you in this video. I want you to write them down, think about the answers, and let me know your thoughts in the comments. All right, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this quick bite episode all about growing your audience. If you want to learn even more about how to grow your audience with your ideal students, here's what I want you to do. Join me for my free masterclass called the four-step framework for profitable online cooking classes. In just an hour, you'll learn the three costly marketing mistakes I see culinary pros make and what you can do instead to turn things around. And even more exciting, I'm going to share my signature four-step framework for creating and marketing your online cooking classes. It's the exact same system I teach my students in cooking class business school. If you feel overwhelmed with where to begin and want a step-by-step system, then you've got to join the masterclass. Save your spot today at hiddenrhythm.com slash masterclass. And don't forget to join me tomorrow for our final episode of the Quick Bite series. Bye for now.